Okay, so I think the best place to start is to get some information about Siskin Hospital. Um, really, what you have, uh, you have the rehabilitation hospital, but what are some of the other features and where you're located? Sure. So we are a just under 200-bed uh, independent inpatient rehab facility with a subacute care um, rehab as well. Um, we have uh, three clinics, one on-site and two off-site. Um, and our uh, services, we provide just about every service that you can within the rehab space, everything from physical therapy, um, uh, occupational therapy, speech therapy, psychology, um, as well as um, all the, the specialties that go along with it. Um, one of our areas of focus is uh, brain injury and spinal cord and stroke um, re rehabilitation. Um, and we're located in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. And you're, you're independent, but do you have any types of affiliations with other health systems or hospitals? We don't. We're completely on our own, which is a, uh, a blessing and a curse, but yeah, um, sure. something that we are um, excited to be able to try and keep um, that way for as long as we can. Right. Okay. And what about as far as, as referrals? Do you get referrals in from some of the other facilities? We do. Um, so we receive referrals um, locally and regionally. Um, uh, our two largest referral sources in the Chattanooga space is Erlinger Health Systems and Memorial. Um, we also have some HCA hospitals um, that are here, and they also um, refer to us, as well as um, as far away as Vanderbilt, we get referrals. Okay, and what about the EHR system? What do you have in place in the hospital? Well, we currently have uh, McKesson Paragon. Okay. Uh, we have actually had that in place for 10 years now. Um, okay. And are there other plans to, to switch it out, or is that something you're not really looking at right now? Oh, actually, that's one of our top priorities at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, we are currently looking at... Um, a couple of different different options that um, we expect to take place within the next calendar year. Okay. So you're in the process right now of just, just really doing kind of the diligence and uh, trying to uh, figure out what would be the best fit? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's truly a journey in itself, is uh, trying to work through all that and anticipate um, everything that you might need to know. Um, and you know, finally make it to a board recommendation. Right. Are you doing site visits with other facilities? Um, we have. Um, we we haven't done a lot of site visits just yet. Uh, been doing um, a lot of deep dives into uh, two different applications or two kind of finalists um, as we make it through a few of the the or the remaining pieces of, of that deep dive. Um, for specific functionalities, we'll start our site visits at that point. You know, one of the biggest challenges for us is while we are an acute care hospital, of course, we're focused on rehab. And um, not a lot of EHRs have really addressed that space until recently. So um, we're really having to do some deep dives um, along that functionality to see if it, if it meets, you know, fills the gaps that we currently have or um, or not. So uh, once we do that, we'll definitely start to do some site visits. 
I would imagine that with the direction things are going, this will be something that we'll start to see more of with EHRs, at least uh, you know, in the near future. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, while the acute care space has been the focus as it should have been, um, right. now that that has been um, you know, pretty much addressed and, and is well established, um, definitely still growing and developing, but uh, the post-acute care space is, is really the next frontier in healthcare. Right. Right, and then is the idea to have um, either the same system or a system that easily integrates with the, the clinics? Right. You know, up until now, um, even though I've, I've, since we've had an EHR in place for 10 years, um, we really have not um, been very integrated with our referral sources. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's still highly paper, highly manual processes. Um, that is something that is a crucial piece to this next step is whatever system we go to has to be able to, to be able to share data across multiple vendors since we receive from multiple locations with different EHRs. Right. right. You might end up being a, an organization that others want to talk to with, uh, as we see more and more interest in, in uh, you know, EHRs connecting with things like uh, rehab. Certainly, and it would be more than more than open to um, to doing that, and that's one thing that you know over the last couple of years I've really tried to um, talk with vendors as well to you know, lay out the case that that is the next phase, and that as an organization um, we're very proud of what we do and and the patient outcomes that we have, um, and we're more than willing to play a role with whatever vendor um, we have and and helping to develop that that space so that other post-acute care hospitals can benefit from it. Right. Now, you've, you've been with Siskin for about two years, right? I have. Uh, July of 2015 is when I arrived. Okay. So I, I would imagine that, that what, what you're, what's underway now is something that uh, you knew was going to be a pri priority just as far as getting on a, a different system. It is. And, and, I mean, while, like I said, We've had it for 10 years. We really haven't um, optimized it as much as we should. Mm -hmm. And we're also, we were McKesson's only rehab client. So while there were, were uh, specific functionality related to CMS regulatory requirements that, that McKesson would provide us, mm -hmm. um, additional functionality just really didn't develop over time. So right. um we knew that it really wasn't meeting our needs, and like most other rehab hospitals, we were having to bolt on two or three different EMR pieces to be able yeah. to try and fill those gaps. Um, so that that was uh, a very high priority to be able to try and get on a single system, single platform that would uh, be able to meet all those needs and be able to take a lot of our manual processes and allow us to automate it. Um, so it's just taking some time to get there, and uh, we're finally about to be at that, that decision point so we know what direction we're going to go. Right. Right. So whoever you end up with, this, this um, person, this, these, the vendor has to be really ready to, to get their hands dirty and get in there with you guys and, uh, you know, certainly. make the system as, as usable as possible. Yeah, certainly. That's, that's one thing that I value tremendously is a, um, a vendor that's a partner with us. And, and that's not just in, in the EHR space, but all of the vendors that we use, um, you know, we certainly need those that um, 
can meet that need but are willing to kind of roll up their sleeves and, and walk the path with us, get their hands dirty, and, and help us get to that, that, you know, that finish line. Um, and be willing to also continue to develop their, their products so that um, it grows with us. Because you know, just as the acute care environment is changing, the post-acute care is changing r- very rapidly as well. Right. Now, as far as the uh, the IS, um, what what type of or uh, what what size of the staff do you have? We are very 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 lean. Um, mm-hmm. We have an IT department of, of uh, ten people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's stretched between, um, of course, our infrastructure network and then our application support. Um, and that's one thing that has has also taken us time to before we launch. Um, into a different EMR and go down that that path. Uh, really had to get the organization to understand that if we're going to invest in a new system, and the dollars and time that's going to take to implement it, as well as the you know the maintenance and the licensing fee to to um, maintain it, we also have to be willing to um, be able to have the resources available to be able to keep it going and keep it optimized so that our users can see it as a tool instead of it kind of becoming outdated and, and really of no value to them. So it's taking that time, um, and we're hoping that as whatever system we go to, we'll be able to, to staff up in a way that will allow us to keep the system growing. Right. Yeah, it, it's, um, you can certainly see the need for it with uh, everything it's going to take to roll out the system and then you know, you're going to want to optimize as, as soon as you can. So it's really an investment that the, the organization needs to make, not just in the system, but in the uh, the human resources, human capital. Absolutely. Okay. And who do you report to? I report to the CEO. Um, I'm actually um, the first CIO that Siskin has or had uh, prior to that um, they would have directors of IT, but they never really had a seat at the table, um, and they always reported to a different senior leader. So um, I'm their first, you know, step into um, you know, bringing IT to the table, and uh, it's it's really been a great experience over the last couple of years. Oh, sure, I can imagine. And how how is that something that that you've approached because that that is pretty unique is stepping into the position that's that really hadn't existed to that point um it has been an adventure to say the least um also my my background is on the acute care side so not only was developing the um that, that program and and developing that role and and evolving it over the last couple of years but learning the post acute care side and and learning the rehab component of post acute care is has truly been uh, like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. But it's been exciting, though, because um, you're really able to, to leave an impact and, and make, a, make a big difference. So, um, you know, it's been you know, just one step at a time. Yeah. And I imagine a big part of the role has been in really making sure that that IS is aligned strategically with, with what the organization is doing. And, being somebody who's in that seat, like like you said, that hadn't existed before. Yeah, that's hugely important, and um, also you know developing those relationships with the um, rest of the senior leadership team. Um, you know, that's that's 
not only um, you know, IT can easily become the um, the department that um, is seen as a um, a roadblock. Yeah. Um, they frequently can say no, um, but you got to get beyond that. You got to be able to to understand every business. Um, um, segment of your organization so that you can understand how IT can support it. So building those relationships have been crucial here. And then being able to um, really, you know, once that relationship is developed, be able to explain to them why you can or you can't, um, or even being, to, and being able to anticipate what they need and be able to bring something to the table before they even ask for it. Uh, so that all those pieces kind of fit into being able to have a successful um, relationship at that table. Right. And I guess on the flip side, um, for the other leaders there, there, there hasn't been somebody who was in that role of really focusing on, on making sure that, that IT is aligned. So I'm sure that they've, they've kind of uh, felt the effects of it as well. I agree. And um, also that person being able to speak in a language that uh, the rest of the leaders can understand. I mean, a lot of times us IT leaders um, tend to, to use terminology and, and words that mean really nothing to them. So, you know, being able to um, understand where the organization is going and, and the strategic goals of the organization and being able to understand how to explain how IT can, can um, um, enable them to go that direction in a way that they understand it is, uh, has been really important too. 